0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Grand Hour Blitz right here on Tune In Block Talk Radio. Apple Podcasts, and now on Player FM. So uh, alongside Luis Bean, Holly Custis, Troy Wilson, we won't have uh, Mackenzie Brooks today, but uh, we will do without Salty today. And we're going to be talking women's gridiron news and notes right off the bat, as a lot of things have, you know, starting to build up as we go towards the spring. And then we have international uh, news as well in Europe, as well as Australia, heated up out there. Um, So, and in Mexico as well with Lexfa and FX Mexico. So, uh, we're going to be talking also NFL uh, week, NFL week, uh, I believe nine, and then we're going to week 10. We're going to be talking college football week 10 and week 11. I always have to get those, you know, kind of corrected on there. Talking to Sunday night uh, football, Thursday night football, Monday night football, preview next week as well. And then we're going to be talking a little bit about the college game in terms of, what's going on there and uh, what to watch for as we get into bowl season and the college football playoffs and, as well. So Luis, is that you on the line? It is. How are you doing today?
2: I'm good. How's it going? Yeah, I, I think hope... Salty's coming on second hour.
1: Okay. Well, so, she said she, she might that. not. Oh Okay. So, um, yeah, she. So, was, uh, from what I was told earlier, she was not able to because uh, she was staying a little longer at her job. So, things happen there, I guess. Um, oh, well. The, I hope you voted. I, I turned in my ballot about a week ago, so I hope everybody voted. Um, if you didn't vote, I hope you're out there voting. I think some of the polls still open till uh, 8 p.m. in certain states. Um, yep. So it's, you know, you want to go out there and vote. Uh, one of the things that people kind of miss misconception out of the whole voting process is you know your neighbor or your friends just tell you to vote what whatever, but it's very important that you pay attention and read uh, you know what everybody stands for, you know in terms of a governor, a senator, all that stuff. in terms of politics in general, you really want to dive into you know what candidates offer you you locally, you know what is benefited in your state uh, a lot, I know along, along the lines everybody wants to vote you know the, the national theme. But in reality the national team doesn't, doesn't do anything for you it's really the local races in your state and you know the governance shifts the house and the Senate those are very important so a lot of people kind of you know oh my you know my brother told me to vote this but they have no clue about issues and stuff like that so it's very important that when you go to vote spend some time uh, reading about all the issues that are going about uh, because you want to be an informed voter not just somebody that just bubbles in whatever needs to be bubbled in. I'm not a party guy, so I don't go on, you know, oh, by the way, I'm Democrat and Republican loyalty. No, I'm, I'm in for who's going to benefit me as an individual in my state and who's going to benefit my neighbors and who's going to benefit me in terms of my livelihood because I know for a fact here in California, for example, we got a ton of potholes and we got a homeless issue, homeless issue <laughs> and none of, nobody's been able to fix it. So it's, it's kind of an issue where you really have to pay attention to your local candidates, your national candidates, your state candidates, and really pay attention to about how it affects you. Because, um, you know, I know for a fact here, it's like, you know, we're, we're getting taxed to death on gas. So that's a big issue. So a lot of people, not just, you know, uh, because you're Democrat or Republican, everybody in general gets affected when, you know, somebody gets high tax. So make sure everybody go out to vote. I think Troy's on. So uh, make sure you guys voted. It's election night. It's the uh, Great Iron Blitz edition of the election night. So I uh, make sure I hope everybody voted. And going forward here, and then we'll see the results and see what happens. Uh, kind of exciting times as well because it's it's every vote counts. And if you don't think it doesn't count, it does count. So just got to go out and do it.
2: Yeah, I think it's a big deal. In Montana, it's a big deal having to do with the oh the Senate. In fact, uh, uh, Trump has come here twice. And we only got a million people in Montana. So, yeah, everything's a big deal. So, way to go on your vote for voting.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, just get out there on the poll. If you can't get out there, um, like, I was helping my neighbors because I live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of older people. So, I was really helping them to try to uh, send in their ballot. You know what I mean? Mail in their ballot. Collect their ballots, Oh, yeah. Send them in. Uh, Because there's a lot of people with disabilities and things like that. So, you know, uh, when you get... Around with your neighbors, there's always somebody that needs help, you know, somebody that needs a hand or somebody that needs to just because they want to vote and they can't get there. So it's, um, you know, mail in ballots are as important as you getting up to the poll. So, Troy, how's it going yeah, today? Husband- this week?
3: Yep. Good job. Pretty good, man. I can't complain, you know, got to take in a lot of football this weekend, relaxing. So, yeah, I just
1: enjoyed myself and just lay back and chill, man. That's right. I hope you boy. voted. I hope you voted, Troy. Oh, I,
3: I I voted uh good and early this morning. I was up around seven oh. at the poll, seven in the morning, so yeah, I'm in and out.
1: Awesome buddy. Good. Uh that's why that's my whole theme today. That's our theme today, is just you know, go out and vote, you know, and be mindful um of what you know the candidates are and be mindful about what they bring to the table and locally and nationally. So there's a lot of things to read. <laughs> it's kinda like a, a homework project that you gotta get done. <laughs> Uh, so it, it happens. And so I'm glad everybody that was taken care of. And like I said, I helped out some neighbors with their uh, mail and ballots and stuff like that. So each state is different. I mean, I'm in Cali. I have no idea what DC looks like. And you're in Montana. Every state has its own intangibles about, you know, what benefits you, what doesn't, what candidates benefit you, what party benefits you, all that stuff. So, um, so, you know, a reality is we got to go out there and vote uh, every vote counts, just make the vote count. And, we'll end up seeing the results in terms of, you know, what happens. So it's exciting times in terms of politics. Um, Troy, um, what do we say about the Redskins? <laughs> well,
3: um, <laughs> it's been sort of the same of what I've been saying. Um, I like what they're doing, you know, running the football, especially on the offense. Um, I like what they're doing, but the but my issue has always been what happens when you stop Adrian Peters, and we've seen that show you know times already. So that's been my issue. That's still going to be my issue going forward. The other one is, I mean, and that's not an issue is why we lost this game, but you know we had three injuries to starting offensive uh, players, two of them were guards. It's looking bleak right now, man. So, you know, we'll see how, how quickly uh, Callahan can get these guys up and running the offensive line coach, Bill Callahan. Uh, he's a genius at this stuff, so we'll see how he can get these uh, puppies going. So, we'll see going forward. I was just surprised that the defense surrendered so many points. But you know, they, they basically did what Indianapolis did and also what the Saints did was they were in crossing routes and pick plays and, you know, oh, yeah. the, the Red I was screaming that out on Twitter, and then, you know, uh, I, I, somebody from the Redskins um, must have said something. Uh, not from my tweet, of course, I'm just saying. But somebody <laughs> said something up to the effect of, hey, look, man, these guys are picking us all game. And then the ref started to call those plays. I think they were calling for three of those pick plays in the second half. But it was interesting to watch. I mean, it's a Jekyll and Hyde team, and they're going to have to fix that if they want to go forward. I mean, luckily right now the NFC East is weak, but um, – you know, we'll see going forward. There's
1: Jacqueline the for me right now. Uh, Louise, the dumpster fire that is the Oakland Raiders and, you know, the Battle of the Bay, and we get this new quarterback, Mullins, out of the uh, Niners. And I I thought Holly was going to be on today with us, but she's not. Um, so, but the Niners rebound, um, they seem like the Cleveland Browns when Mayfield won that game, just not as excited in California but they were really excited that they got the win. So um, I don't know. It's just that we're going into the next week, and we'll see if that, you know, excitement is going to be good for, this, for the Niners coming in next week. I think next week San Francisco is, uh, let me see here, San Francisco is taking on the G-Men. So maybe they'll keep it going, two, two wins in a row.
2: Well, it was ex- interesting to see the third-string quarterback come in and act like it was no big deal and put up a bunch of numbers and just inspired that team and played well. And so, uh, gosh, you know, I know where he went to college, and now I just can't think of it. Um, but
1: It's where Brett Farr went to college.
2: Oh, so, so Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss. Oh,
1: no, yeah. Southern
2: Miss or Ole Miss, yeah.
1: Southern, Southern so, Miss, Southern
2: Miss. Southern Miss, yeah. So, uh I think that's just the fun part about sports is you just think, "Oh, you're on your 3rd straight cornerback. What are we going to do?" Now, Oakland struggles to play inspired football and
1: uh You, you know, think, I know co- <laughs>
2: just a little. <laughs> and and their, you know, their head coach goes on an interview and says, uh, you know, everyone wants to play in Oakland. Everyone wants to play in Oakland. And you know, I get that it's a building project. But you can still have a building project and have players given their all. So I think that's a struggle. Obviously, they're not going to fire him anytime soon because they owe him a lot of money. And I do think he needs more time, at least, to try and see if he can figure it out and right the ship and just all those kind of things. But I thought it was cool to see um, just a third-string guy come in and play well. So, But Oakland isn't a very good defense, so we'll see what happens next week. But I, I love that kind of stuff. I love it when a guy comes in that no one knows and and inspires his team because that's what sports is about. So,
1: Troy, what do we say of the Lions? Are they collapsing? Because the Vikings seem like they're going neck and neck with the Bears here, and Vikings just literally tear up twenty-four to nine against the Lions. They get rid of Golden Tate, and so all of a sudden, uh, you know what? You got no other weapons or what? Because that's literally what it. Kind of seemed at this point. So Patricia is either doing the same thing Oakland's doing in in a in a better way, I guess, <laughs> not selling the farm so quickly. Well, I, I think you know um, Patricia
3: is kind of you know trying to channel it in inner Bill Belichick, get rid of a Malcontent. You know maybe it was some things in the locker room going on. I'm not sure, but you don't trade away your best player unless you know there's some issues or maybe a pending contract issue. But, you know, nonetheless, it happened. But, you know, right now they're at dumpster fire, And the only thing that can save the pressure right now is, you know, he's a first-year coach. And he can come back and say, look, I'm trying to do something new. I'm trying to change the culture here. You know, let me – I got a plan going forward. So if the owner believes in the plan, it, you know, the the Lions are looking more long-term. The bad thing is, is they're rebuilding while you have a really, really good quarterback, Matthew Stafford. I think if you surround him with talent, this guy can be, you know, I think he'd be one of the more upper echelon guys. I mean, I think right now he's considered kind of more middle of the road, and he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. But I think because he's had a weak cast around. But, you know, during those rebuilding years, and who knows, unless it's fast, then, you know, it may be a good thing for him. But I think that's the sad thing about the Lions, man.
1: Luis, uh, the Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes and company, they're for real. They take care of Cleveland, which we all expected. So our, our, now we have no undefeated teams because the Rams get a reality check by the Saints. So uh, Kansas City on, you know, on track right now. And we talked about Hunt last week. And Troy was, you know, like you said, nobody's paying attention here. So uh, Kansas City just continues to steady the course.
2: Well, Kansas City is Kansas City in the sense of what the market that they're playing in. So it's like no matter what Dallas does, everyone's got to talk about Dallas, whether they're good or bad. So Kansas City gets attention in a certain amount because of their quarterback, because of their talent and stuff, but they just, they're just they just still in Kansas City. So I think they sometimes can tend to fly under the radar similar to how uh, New Orleans does. But you, you can't ignore them. They're high-powered, they are clicking, they have a lot of confidence. Um, I mean, they have the ability to throw screen passes and the guy can take it to the house. And that just doesn't happen in the NFL on every team. just doesn't happen. And so, uh, but your Rams game, that was a great game. I mean, you know, it's a good game. You know, I meant to tell you that I saw uh, your head coach They tested him because you've heard that he has this great mind, this great memory, right? Yep. I mean, you know everything about them. So I don't know if you saw this, but they tested him on a game last year. So the guy, the interview guy says to him, okay, it was third and nine. There was 12 minutes left in the game. And what play did you call? And he said the play. And the guy had the, the sheet in front of him so he could make sure he was right. And he asked him three times, and it was about games last year. And he could correctly tell the interviewer what the play was that he called. And, you know, play calls are not short play calls in the NFL. I was just blown away. I was just blown away. Like, what kind of memory is that? So, And Gurley's the halfway point MVP, offensive MVP, according to of the season league-wide, according to ESPN. So good times out in L.A.
1: Well, you know what, Troy, you saw the uh, you saw the game. Obviously, if Peter, uh, Peterson gets beat, gets beat badly throughout the game, that's bi- basically the difference—one score. But uh, it's the same thing. You give Aaron, you know, it's like giving Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady some time. You give Drew Brees time, and he's gonna he's gonna burn you in the end, especially under three minutes. And that's really what happened. Yeah, yeah man,
3: that was. Uh, I mean, we, it was kind of what we thought it was going to be. You know, it was going to be a shootout game. Um, but man, I mean the Saints in that dome. I mean that's that's just that's just you know a, a recipe for trouble. I mean they, it's really hard to beat them there. So you know I wasn't really surprised that they lost. But I really think if, if you know if they were in a Coliseum, I think the Rams would have won. I just think really that home field advantage is the thing that puts them over the top. But right now you have to say Saints are the best team in the NFL. Um, You know, because everyone, you know, at the top has those records between Kansas City, and they beat the Rams head-to-head. So, right now, they are the number one seed in the NFC. And, you know, they're starting to to think about playoff seeding, and that's going to be a huge advantage. So, both of the, you know, the Rams, they got some catching up to do. And it's a possibility, of course, that these guys lose. But, I mean, they better keep pace with it.
1: And we knew that last week you were the one that mentioned it. This was their biggest test and you knew coming in here, like you said, this is not an ordinary quarterback. This is a Hall of Famer. And at home, and you got an unbeaten team coming into your house, and you're 7-1, and one, and you're not getting the respect, even a mention, you knew they were, in, they were up for it. I mean, they were up big time at halftime until the Rams kind of start trekking back in. But the attitude was there. You could see the swag from the Saints going, hey, this is our house. We're, you're not, le- we're not leaving here with a loss.
3: Yeah, man, I mean, you got you, you, you had to love that, man, I mean, just the way that they came out on fire. Because, I mean, every now and then you'll see a team that's coming out with, with a supposedly a big game and they come out flat or, you know, they make mistakes. But, man, they came out just firing and went right down the field on the first drive for the touchdown just to let them know. They were, look, they meant business. And they were flying around on defense. I mean, they were buzzing in there, man. So, I mean, look. Everyone has to kind of bow down to them. Just like you said, they weren't getting their respect. So, you have to respect them now because they beat a, a damn good team in the Rams. And, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that think that the Rams are still the Super Bowl team. So, that could be even more motivation for the Saints
1: going forward. Um, Luis, what do we say this kid Trubisky uh, takes care of the Bills? What do we say of the Bills? Dumpster fire as well. <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's like Trubisky, uh, Gabriel, Cohen, uh, you know, uh, Mac. Next week they get uh, Detroit, which is another laughing stock. So it could be an easy win for them. But they literally own the North now, if you think about it. Uh, besides Minnesota maybe challenging at this point. Chicago, surprising team of the year. Uh, Mike, Nag- uh, is it Mike Nagy, I think is the coach, has kind of turned it around, put some pieces together here. Young quarterback playing well. Uh, what do you think of the Bears so far?
2: Well, they are playing Buffalo, and you know Peterman can't withstand injury or just bad luck and stuff like that. But early on in the season, no one was giving Chicago and Trubisky very much credit, and I just think they thought, well, Chicago hasn't been good for a while, consistently good for a while. And I think Chicagoans have had that, that quarterback uh, non-belief bug with their past quarterbacks before Trubisky, so... Uh, I think it took him a little while to believe in him and for him to consistently prove himself. And, um, and Green Bay, you know, is not keeping up in the race. And so I think Chicago is still definitely beatable. It just depends on how the season plays out. I just don't think they're the premier team. I think they're echelon two. Uh, but they're playing well. They're beating who they should beat. They'll beat. They should beat Detroit. As Troy was saying, um, Stafford is just, you know, they should be better with, overall as a team with him. It's just they just, when they had talent, then, I don't know, that's a, that, that's a frustration. If you're a Detroit fan, that's a frustration. But they'll beat Detroit. I, I think they'll continue to onward and win their division. So, we'll see.
1: Troy. You yeah. there? Did I cancel it. Are you still there? Yep, still here. Okay, great. I thought maybe I dropped off or anything like that. Um, Troy, what do we say of the uh, New England? Um, are they they're on track? This this NFC East. I mean, the AFC East is kind of just a mess between the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets. So I guess uh, we just have to say the Patriots are going to just own it once again.
3: Well, I mean, this has been what has happened in that division the last, you know, 18, 19 years. I mean, the Patriots have just own that division. And as long as, you know, Tom Brady and, 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 and Belichick are there, it's just going to be that way. I mean, that's just how it is. They're that good. And then, not to mention, those franchises haven't really helped themselves either. So they haven't made the best move in personnel. So yeah, I'm not surprised at it, man. I mean, they just, you know, the, the Patriots—you hate them or love them, but they, they, they get it done, and they can flat out coach uh, you know, at, at the highest level with Belichick, man. I, I have so much respect for that, that uh, you know, for Belichick because of the way he just commands. You know, uh, he just, he just does football. And so I just love the way they run their franchise. I'm a big fan of them. Um, but yeah,
1: that's just how it is in that division. Troy, you weren't surprised that uh, Rogers got beat, right? I don't think any of us were surprised. Just that he doesn't have enough weapons. Everybody's injured, uh, you know, things like that. And the Patriots literally just come in 31-17 to take care of Rodgers and company. But uh, overall, it was a decent game. Just got away from the from the Packers at this point. Um,
3: Salty's not here,
1: but we can poke we can poke fun if we want to. She'll be back next week, anyways. So, um, Luis, uh, you're the cowboy fan in this group,
2: uh, Mariota
1: and company. And what do we say of? I mean, I, I was on Twitter. Troy, you were on Twitter, and cowboy fans, and I'm pretty sure in Kishi free too. Everybody in Cowboyland was just literally pissed off, crying or demanding for Garrett's head or to be dismissed. Uh, I don't know what happened there, but uh, you have Elliott, and you rather pass pass. What is up with this?
2: <laughs> he didn't get a single touch in the fourth quarter.
1: Um, You're know, saying just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, they just aren't that good as a team. Uh, the shovel pass that Mariota did was awesome. I'm not shovel play shovel. I don't know a forward shovel. I, do they call it a shovel pass if it's still pitched forward? I guess that's a pass. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys saw that play, but it was a read option, shovel forward, right in the middle, scored a touchdown. It was great, great play call executed. Uh, Dallas isn't good. Obviously, as a when you're a Dallas fan and or any fan, and you're thinking, okay, seriously, we stink, and we don't know what to do, but we gotta do something. And that's what people want. They want something. They want someone to do something to make it better. So uh, it's kind of I feel like it's similar to. Uh, Oh, the Giants, where there's talent there, but they're just not a good team. And um, uh, Jerry Jones said that they're going to sign Dak next year. Uh, Sometimes I think it's the fault of Jerry Jones, but I don't know. They're just not very good. They just don't have the the talent all over the place. And I think they struggle. I think their offensive system isn't very creative, and I don't think it brings out the best in who they have. That's my point. So I
1: will tell you one word that somebody mentioned to me. This is a Jeff Fisher-led Cowboys disaster is the word. Disaster. Yeah. (laughs) It's like having Steven Jackson and not using Steven Jackson.
2: Yeah.
1: It's it's literally what it is. I mean, it's just bad. Troy, um, Mariota, impressive. Titans, you know, continue to stay in the race here in their division. With Houston and everybody else, so uh, I I was impressed. Were you impressed? Um,
3: You know what? You've seen that from the Titans before, and you also see them come back and and lay a clunker out there. So you never know what team you're going to see with the Titans. The good thing is that Mariota, his hand is starting to get healthy now, And he was having a nerve issue. He had to wear the special glove. He went without the glove this game. He looked pretty good out there. He was running. He was throwing well. So they look like they're back on track. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like I like what they what they're doing going forward. And you know, looking at Jacksonville, they're a mess. Um, you know, we thought that we thought they were gonna do much more, but you know they haven't fixed whatever they got going on. The Colts, you know, they're they're not very good right now. They have a good chance to take this division. So and you know, Houston's right there with them also. So, but I, I like what they're doing, um, you know, going forward right now. But again, sometimes they play good. Sometimes they don't show up.
1: That's the key, I think, for them is, our, you know, do they show up week to week or not? And so uh, the Sunday night game was pretty pretty nice. I watched it. It was really good uh, right before, you know, uh, right after the Rams and Saints game. Uh, Texans get, uh, you know, edge the Broncos. Uh, Troy, this the Denver team, very close every game the last four and a half weeks, and they cannot punch it in to get a victory.
3: Yeah, it's, it's hard for that team. I mean, man, it's—I it, mean, they have—they've had hard luck this season. Even the two wins that they had were close games. So, I mean, they—they they play easy with a lot of these with, with a lot of these other squads, and they have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. So you wonder, you know, how it's going to be going forward with them. Um, I, and then you also traded Demarius Thomas. I mean, I know they do have some more weapons on the outside, also. So, you know, they just have to finish games, and you hear it all the time in the NFL, and that's what they're not doing. They're not finishing the games for whatever reason. So, they got to clean that up if they want to, you know, be competitive. But I mean, right now Kansas City's running away with the division, so it's going to be a hard climb for them. But they can finish strong if they get their if they get back act together.
1: Luis, are the Chargers under the radar, just like the Saints. Um, in this AFC West, right below the Kansas City Chiefs, um, I got a, a couple fans that I know of here in Cali, they're already on Rivers, the Rivers ride, and they're thinking they're going to sneak up on the Chiefs because at some point the Chiefs are probably going to slide. So what do we say of the silent chargers here? They take care of the Seahawks 25-17, so pretty impressive with Gordon and company.
2: Yeah, I do think they're the silent chargers. It's just been in the last week or two that people are starting to think, hey, they might be pretty good. Um, do you feel like living in California with with all the moves in the cities, uh, how do you feel like the fan base does? I just don't think the chargers get a lot of national attention, and when they've been good in the past, they usually lose in the first round. So do you feel like their fan base is coming along, or, or what do you think? What's the persona? about that with the Rams we, they and have the Chargers no,
1: both there. They have no fan base because uh, San Diego officially disowned them.
3: Right. <laughs> so they got a little
1: stadium, soccer stadium in in Carson and that's where they live and there's nobody that goes to their games from what I'm told. So I have sure. no idea how the owner is even making money. But anyways, um Are the Rams still more a good the product. Ones? I mean, they got no... Uh, Troy, this is like the opposite of the Raiders. The Raiders have a bunch of fans <laughs> and the crappy product and then the Chargers are a good team, and no, no fans. <laughs> uh,
3: you know, that, it's it's kind of hard for me to decipher like why they're in that stadium. I just I, I never understood that. Look, you're already going to be sharing a stadium with the Rams, right? Well, I mean, I guess they couldn't because of the Coliseum. You know, you also have the uh, USC Trojans that play there also, so it just wouldn't have worked out. So, what about the whole, in, in Anaheim? I, I mean, they should have done something, but it's soccer Stadium. Man, I would have just rather just stay in San Diego, you know, until you know this whole thing, you know, the stadium got built.
1: But I don't know. They had to
3: work out. They had to work it out the way that they did. Like, that, that's apparent because they have a good. Part. They, have, they finally have a good product. They're finishing. Last few years, you know, it's been hard for them. They they get off to a, a slow start, and then at the end of the year they start winning. And this year they start to finally, you know, put it together and win up. So I, you know, hopefully they do get garner more fans. Um, a lot of us wish they'd move back to San Diego, but I like the team that they have, and that's doing that, um, you know, without one of their best pass rushers out there also.
1: Uh, Luis, uh, the Chargers get the Raiders next week. But, <laughs> I, I can't help but laugh. So Where is it is at? Where like,
2: away. Where is it at? Um,
1: I believe that it's at Oakland, if I'm correct. It is okay. in Oaktown. Another beating in Oaktown. <laughs> I wonder yeah. how those fans are going to react because these 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 Chargers are not the Niners. So I'm thinking, you know, Forty Burger <laughs> if River gets really good. Uh yeah. it could be bad.
2: Uh, yeah, I think Chargers will take care of that game. Um but yeah, no. I don't think there's anything else to talk about on that. They're just going to win the game and and uh I I I don't see any changes in Oakland I mean, they just aren't playing. I think there's internal stuff going on. I just think there's internal stuff. And if your players aren't conspiracy? playing hard.
1: Louise, you got conspiracy going on? Gruden? Conspiracy? Yeah, no. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When your players aren't playing hard and they're getting paid. I mean, uh, 49ers played hard. And maybe they need a certain player or quarterback just to inspire them. I, I don't know. It's Sports is unique. So that will be interesting for your state.
1: I know. I'm. I'm assuming Troy. The problem in Oakland is David Carr was crying, and you don't want a crying quarterback, and that oh, <laughs> killed the whole the mood. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> he denied it.
1: <laughs> of course, oh, he denied it.
3: <laughs> I, I saw it on the replay. I was like, man, I, and I said that too. I was, just, and I feel bad that I said that, man. But the first thing I said, I "Said, dog, is he crying?" And I had to <laughs> go back, and I I was like. He Where's his crying. sucker? Where's his sucker? Somebody took his sucker. Give the kid a sucker back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I was like, I mean look, I don't know what happened to him what ever happened to him. That 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 looked like it hurt. <laughs> he was really crying. I said I feel bad for the dude, especially since they they dragged him through the mud over it also. But yeah, that's what I thought oh. when I saw it too.
1: So the marquee game next week's gonna be Buffalo and the Jets. Troy, we're looking forward to that game. And the Jags and the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> oh, man. Game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to see that because I don't want to see any of that, actually, at all. Um, so it's going to be the beatdown game of the week is going to be Kansas City against Arizona, unless the uh, Cardinals surprise us. But that would probably be the beatdown game of the week. Uh, and then it's going to be uh, Chicago taking on Detroit. And the Patricia experiment continues for next week. I, I, I doubt Chicago is going to let any against Detroit here. Uh, what else is here going on here? Oh, Washington, Tampa Bay. Troy, can you speak to that one? Are, are your Redskins going to upset Tampa Bay? Because Tampa Bay's on a downswing, and even Fitz Magic couldn't do anything this week.
3: Yeah, this is this is gonna be a tough one, man, because look, you got Deshaun Jackson going back up against his old teammates. And look, Fitz Magic, that's the way he works, man. Some weeks he's on fire. I mean, the other weeks he's just he is cold as ice. So, I mean, this might be his hot week. And look, he's played well against the Redskins. I don't matter as a matter of fact, I don't think he's ever lost to the Redskins, so You know, he plays well against this team. Yes, it's a different team, but also the Redskins have a lot of injuries this past game. The Redskins' problem is they can't score. So if the Redskins' defense that we've seen most of the year shows up and is able to slow down their passing game, then the Redskins have a chance also. So it's going to be a great matchup. Um, Hopefully it's not going to be a shootout because I don't think it will go well, especially with the way Alex Smith plays quarterback. You know, so if it becomes a shootout, it doesn't look good for the Redskins. So, hopefully, it's a, you know, a low-scoring defensive game.
1: All right, Louise, the marquee game Sunday night. Your Cowboys get to rebound against the Philadelphia champion Eagles, which I do not see that happening. But it's going to be in Philly, and I think they're going to get slaughtered technically.
2: Yeah, they'll probably lose by 14 they, yeah, Amari might they might have Amari built in a little bit better. I think the problem with Dallas, other than management issues, um, is they think they they play a scheme that they think they're better than they are, and they don't have the Monowi model matchup advantage. And so their play calling is just they their offensive line isn't as good as they used to be. Um, Philly's not too bad and. Uh, you know they're decent, and they have uh, they have some good players. Uh, Dallas just got they need to have more creative play calling and get their best players touches, other than just turn around and handing it off, uh, hoping he gets yardage. He's got they just got to put their people in different positions and spacing and motions and just stuff like that. They're not going to beat Philly if they don't do something creative, and then and then turn around the following week and just start talking about like oh, is Dak the franchise quarterback or, you know, just stuff like that. I just, they've got to be creative. So that's a loss for Dallas.
1: Uh, Troy, the g men versus the Niners, Monday night football. Uh, Mullins versus Manning. So we'll get to see, you know, highlights here, whether the Niners get their second win in a row against the G-man or does Manning rebound and, and beats the Niners here.
3: See, you know, now this this matchup, you know, before, you know, Nick Mullins came on the scene, this matchup just looked awful. I mean, we were all looking for something else to do on Monday.
1: This <laughs> I was, I'm was, with like, you, man. I already had plans. I already had plans for that Monday.
3: Exactly. You know, I, I was look. I was going to go pick some apples at night at eight <laughs> o'clock at night. That's, but now, Nick Mullins, you want to see if he's going to be able to. To, to, you know, keep that momentum going because everybody likes that kind of feel-good story, man. You know, came out of nowhere, all of a sudden he's a starter, and what if he finishes the season, like, just tearing it up? Everybody wants to see that. So now this matchup looks a lot better. And also New York is struggling. So we want to see, you know, everybody loves Odell Beckham. So that's going to be easy. just You want to see how he's going to react also out there, and you know, because he's such a great player. So, now this matchup
1: just looks a little better. So, I think I'm going to go ahead and take this one in. So, I'm going I'm to stay in that light. Apples can work, man. Luis, uh, my Rams take on Seattle uh, at home. This is a, a rebound game for them after getting beat by the Saints. Seattle got beat this past week. So, it's kind of a rebound game for both teams. Crucial more so for Seattle than for the Rams. I think the Rams can afford to drop another one if they needed to. But Seattle cannot afford to drop another one. So, it's a big, uh, you know, West clash.
2: Seattle was in that game at the end, and a lot of credit to to uh, Russell. Uh, but I think that the Rams are going to come out ticked, and uh, I think they have more firepower. So, picking the Rams, and it's at home.
1: All right, Troy, Miami against the Green Bay Packers, kind of the equal matchup here. Uh, be- the only difference is Rodgers. So I'm assuming Green Bay takes the win here. Well,
3: you know, they're still waiting to see if Tannehill is going to come back. I think I, I think maybe they put Tannehill on IR. So, you know, I'm looking for a get-right game uh, for the Packers. I just think, you know, they really want to try to keep pace with Minnesota and Chicago. So this is a must-win game for them. They're at home. I just think Green Bay with, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, that's just going to be too much for
1: All right, Luis. I'm looking forward to Ryan versus Mayfield. Should be a good matchup. Cleveland has played pretty decent ball up to this point, even staying in some games, even though they've gotten beat, you know, by a touchdown or two. But a nice nice feel there. I think Atlanta pulled this one out, of course. But it's going to be nice to see uh, Ryan versus Mayfield.
2: I I like Cleveland. I like watching Cleveland. I think they get attention from – Because I think they play hard. They have a good defense. I think they play inspired. Like, I think they have leadership that is lacking on Oakland, for example. I think uh, they're interesting and exciting to watch. Oakland's not exciting to watch. And same as uh, Troy was talking about the 49ers. 49ers, you feel like there's something something that makes you want to play hard, and I think that's at Cleveland. You know, it's interesting to see how it'll happen with their coaching and those changes and what happens with that, but – I think uh, not this year, but I think uh, Cle- Cleveland will make the playoffs next year. So, they'll, but they'll still going to lose to uh, Atlanta.
1: All right, you heard it here, Troy. Browns playoffs next season by Luis.
3: That's right. So <laughs> yeah, I'm on board with them. Good deal.
1: Like All right. So Troy, New England takes on Faber uh, Vavre, uh, uh, from Tennessee. Uh, Kind of familiar there, so Patriots, uh, uh, so Brady-Mariota, that should be a good game as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Matt Brable and, you know, Caesar's old team, and that's going to be a great matchup. I I really want to see which Tennessee team is going to show up. You're going to expect New England to be their typical selves and execute at the highest level. Tennessee, how they're going to react there? But I think Tennessee plays better in big games, so I think Tennessee actually has a good shot to win this. As a matter of fact, I think I will take Tennessee in this game to beat New England, especially with Tennessee at home.
1: All right, Louise, the last game here we're going to talk about, besides Carolina Pitts Thursday night, which should be a good game, uh, both matchups. But it's going to be New Orleans, Cincinnati, Dalton taking on Breeze. Breeze coming off that win, uh, obviously going trying to make it. Uh, what nine and one at this point? They're seven and one, right? Seven and one or eight and one? Eight and one? I think it's
2: eight. They're eight and
1: one, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I think so.
1: so they're trying to make it yeah. nine and one, trying to keep pace with the, the Rams and Kansas City for you know for top dogs. So I don't think Cincinnati is up to the par at this point against the Rams. They're playing too good of a ball with Thomas and Ingram and everybody in company and so I don't think even A. J. Green and Dalton are gonna make a you know, a factor out of it.
2: Did you say it's in Cincinnati?
1: It's in Cincinnati.
2: Okay, so it's outdoor, right?
1: Yep, outdoor.
2: Okay, okay. so they're not in the Dome, and uh, it could be bad weather. Uh, but the reason why I still think New Orleans is, obviously, they're good. Uh, I think they use the ability of their players to their strengths better. So, uh, I mean, I follow them because... They have Taysom Hill, who they use all over the place, and special teams running back. He threw uh, like a 45-yard touchdown this week, plays at wide receiver. So when you have players like that that can um, increase the dimension of your offense, it's like having a – with the Rams. They just have so many talented players, and so you can mix things up. So I think that's why uh, New Orleans is a legit threat this year. They're just not – dimensional, just a little uh, single dimensional or double dimensional, they got all kinds of dimensions, so I'd be surprised if they lost but, you know, Dalton's not a bad quarterback, so but I still have them winning by 14.
1: Alright, so uh, Troy will finish up here, you're uh, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Olivia Bell, apparently has until I believe this middle of the month to come back, or it's done deal, not coming back? uh and Connor's played well, Roethlisberger's played well, Brown starting to pick up his game. Carolina on the other side, you got Olsen playing well, uh Newton playing well. So it's going to be a good matchup on Thursday night.
3: Yeah, I mean in in the beginning of the season, you know, people were hitting the panic button with uh with Pittsburgh. I mean, they were saying this Le'Veon Bell thing may be, you know, affecting them too much. But look, Pittsburgh does what Pittsburgh does. And they 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 run a tight ship there also, just like, you know, uh, the Patriots do. And so you expected them to to get it right and move forward. James Conner stepping up is the biggest thing for them because he has turned himself into a viable NFL running back. Um, you he's in the in the top five right now, running backs on yardage right now, so He's doing well also. They fixed the the defensive back issue. They had coverage issues. So they've taken care of all of the places that they need to take care of. And they do that with great coaching. And so you like what they did. And then they beat a heated rival last week, one that beat them early in the season. So they got great great momentum right now. And you like what you see from them. This is going to be a great test because they're playing Carolina, who also has that momentum. But Pittsburgh at home, man, that's going to be a tight one. So, it's definitely going to be must-see must TV, though. That's going to be a great game.
1: All right, guys. Let's go to college uh, football briefly here until we get uh, – because Luis has got, got a bail as well. And then, then we'll talk women's great iron as well. Um, so, Alabama continues to roll. Uh, Clemson's top two. LSU, 7-2. and two, Notre Dame, 9-0. and oh. Um Troy, where do we start here uh, in terms of the playoff picture? I mean, the top ten pretty much, just, uh, they're shuffling in the middle, right? You got uh, USF in 12th. You got Florida uh, in on the 11th, uh, Ohio State 10th. You got Kentucky uh, in the 9th, plus Washington State, uh, Oklahoma. So uh, kind of like give us a perspective of the playoff. Where do we stand right now after week uh, week 10? So,
3: right now, in the playoffs with a start today, the, the four in right now will be Michigan as the fourth seed, Notre Dame as the third seed, Clemson as the second seed, and Alabama, obviously, as the number one seed. They've been dominant all season. So, those will be the four that's in. Uh, if everything stays the same, if all of these teams win out. Um, the only outside chances that you may have is if, you know, any of those teams lose. So then, you know, Georgia would possibly be next up, depending upon if how the Oklahoma and West Virginia game goes. Uh, also, Ohio State is still working there with one game. They, they could upset Michigan. They're playing that game against Michigan at home. Michigan hasn't beaten them in 13 years. Uh, well, they've beaten them uh, 12 out of 13 years ago. So a lot can happen, um, you know, before all of these things shake out. So there's going to be so many great matchups coming down to the wire at the end. And then, of course, at the end of the year, you're playing your heated rival. This is rivalry week, and, you know, all of these teams are going against each other, and anything goes, doesn't matter sometimes what the record is. That team could upset, you know, um, their heated uh, end state and sometimes interstate rival.
1: Louise, any matchup that you are looking forward to this week in the college game? I mean, this coming week eleven where we're at in terms of, you know, what games must watch like maybe two or three of your favorites.
2: Oh man, you know what? I haven't actually had a chance to even look ahead. Uh I, I they were calling the Alabama game the game of the century before it happened. Uh I also read that the second best team in the nation is Hurts and the backup uh Alabama backup well, when Hurts is playing. So uh, yeah, they're, they're really good, um, and I just don't think anyone can really hang with them. Uh, there's, you know, quite a few one-loss teams. We've got West Virginia. There were some great games this week. Uh, West Virginia, Michigan, Ohio State, Washington State, Georgia. All of those are all the one-loss teams. And then you got Notre Dame. And I would really like to see some cool thing happen. It won't happen. But I'd like to see some cool thing happen with UCF. They're undefeated, and just wouldn't it be cool to see? They'll probably get into a New Year's Day game, I'm sure, both. Um, But Clemson's undefeated. Uh, Ohio State almost lost. So I haven't even had a chance to look at the matchups for next week. Um, So, And the most important thing is, is that my BYU Cougars aren't good. Just putting that out there.
1: So welcome to the college ranks of the uh, <laughs> UCLA Bruins. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's tough.
1: I'm right, I'm right there with you. It, we certainly aren't Michigan. That's all I gotta no. say. Far from us.
2: No. Yeah, that's a that's a tough year for USC, UCLA, all your people. you lost in the last play of the game, as they did the week before. So anyway.
3: Yeah. But you do have all right, guys. Matchups coming up. I mean, you got Clemson and Boston College. Clemson's number two. Boston College is number twenty-two in the nation. Um, that's going to be a great matchup because that's that's one of those things where you can see an upset possibly happen. It's going to be in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. You so know, Clemson has to travel up there. That's a long distance, and plus that crowd is going to be crazy. Um, and Boston College, listen, that area up there is all that sports wise. So you got the Red Sox winning already. Um, the Patriots are doing what they do. Uh, the, you know, the Boston Celtics, they're a little bit healthy this year. That the area is riled up right now, sports-wise. So, don't sleep on that game. That may be an upset in, in, in the making.
1: All right. Um, you guys, let's go into the women's grade. I need the notes. Um, that way we get taken care of that. Um Probably going to be an hour here. If we get out of here about another couple of minutes, so um, I don't think we're going to be doing a, a two-hour show. We don't have any guests on today, so probably another another 20 20 minutes here, and then we're going to be bailing out. But uh, let's go into the uh, international scene of women's gridiron. If you don't follow us, you need to go follow us at Facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties, the hub of women's American football globally. Uh, that is your resource right there. Um, and so it is uh, gr- Facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Go to our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash and check out our Instagram as well. And uh, you got the uh, Brno Amazons champions, Rose Bowl four champions of the Czech Republic. And they're on our Instagram there, uh, Maya Marilla and I believe it's uh, Sylvia uh, Villanueva of the Brno Amazons on our Instagram as well. So you check it out there. You don't forget to go to Zazzle.com for Zazzle Zazzle is our sponsor. It's been our sponsor for a long time. Check out the, uh, weekly sales this week, 15% off site wide. November shop is your code. So check out, uh, buy some leggings, t-shirts, anything else on our shop and take advantage of the sales. You can also get, uh, for about 10 bucks for the year, you get Zazzle black in the U S so it's free shipping with Zazzle black. So check out our stuff on our social media sites. And so, um, you guys, uh, Troy, WNFC announces they are now officially with the American Football Association, so they're going to be legit. They're hooking up with uh, certain organizations. This is one of them that ish- gives, them, gives players benefits and perks and all that other stuff. So that's a real nice thing to do. And, so, um, and then they got new videos going on as well uh, this week. So if you catch it on our uh, Facebook page, you got the video right there. So, um, pretty pretty big news for the WNFC. Yeah, I mean,
3: you know, once you go ahead and legitimize it at that point, you can just, you know, start rocking and rolling and implement your plan. So, I'm looking forward to seeing how it pans out. I'm excited about it. I know OJ is going to do a great job on have leadership, so I can't wait to see what these guys do.
1: Louise, uh, you guys, uh, you're part of the WNFC, and right here, it's uh, they they get hooked up with the American Football Association. So it's a really big move.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how what that all really means. Because uh, sometimes organizations, and I'm not saying this is the case, will just attach themselves to another organization. So I don't know what that really, really means. It's like they also came out and said they having to do with the Rydell, and but yeah, I don't know what that means, and so. Um, but, you, you know, those are, those are probably all very positive things. I saw also, um, you know, the scheduling and the matchups, which is interesting in the sense of, like, for example, uh, Falcons or San Diego. So San Diego is not playing uh, another team, the Bobcats, who are in L.A. Um, so you're not always playing the people in your area or your division. You're playing a lot of crossover division games. So, while that is great, because there's only two divisions, so while that's great for matchups and interesting matchups and stuff like that, I don't know how that plays out into playoff seating and stuff like that. Plus, it looks like every team has one, at least one long road trip. So, the Falcons, for example, will travel to New Orleans, and San Diego travels to Denver. So, there's definitely some travel associated with the league and just stuff like that going on. Yeah, they give each team four thousand dollars and that helps. Um but it's not a cheap flight from Salt Lake to New Orleans, so and kind of impossible to drive. Uh but I like the direction that they're going. I think it's positive and you can you, know, you can only do the wait and see approach so
1: Yeah and then uh the WFA adds uh Allie Hamlin to the advisory board that consisted of Katie Sowers Liz Oakley, uh, Linda Bach and Mary Rose Roach. So that's huge right there too. Um, they also announced their um, uh, player advisory committee or council, as we talked uh, previous in the previous week. So, um, so right there, uh, Louise, Allie Hamlin, part of the advisory board. That's pretty strong if you're you're looking at four or five females now, almost uh, you know, with some leadership skills and uh, in the WFA. So they're trying to. I don't want to say compete with the WNFC with certain things, but I think they're just trying to make themselves either a better brand as their goal now.
2: Yeah, it seems like that. Um, I think for both leagues, it'll be important on, you know, you can have – it's kind of like the – uh, NATO. You can have all these world leaders and yet they don't know how to get along sometimes or how to make good decisions. And so it'll really depend on what to everyone to be able to figure out what the goals are, what we're trying to accomplish, uh, what the brand is. Uh, it's one, one thing to come to the table and say, oh, we've got these great ideas, but then can you implement them? Can you make them work out? I mean, right now they're super Division three, bottom heavy uh, with uh, the WFA. Uh very few Division One teams, so it's hard. T- tons of teams. It's just that what's your what's your focus? So I think it's a good move having all those people involved. The other league, I, NF, NF. I, I get the an acronym wrong, but you know what I'm talking about. OJ League. Um, they got a lot of great people involved too. Can they make it happen? Can they be effective leaders? Can they work together? Can they implement the proper changes that need to happen? Um, just because the WFA is the biggest league, I don't think they can just say they're the best. Just because you are big doesn't mean you're the best. And I think they need to implement some changes So, in my experience with them so, and with their leadership. So hopefully it's a good thing. i I got no reason to think it wouldn't be. So hopefully it happens to the best.
1: So from an outsider, Troy looking outside in, you got uh, Hamlin, Sowers, Oake, uh Bach, Roach, on that side. They're not all business-minded people. They're all former players, quality players. One big owner that you know had a team for a long time. And then when you look at the WNFC, you got big, big, big-time uh, notable people. You got Welter. You got Jenkins. Uh, you got, uh, Chris, uh, uh, uh Christian, uh, Christian over in Atlanta. You also have, um, you know, Michelle, we, 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 talked to the commissioner. So there's a lot of things going on there. Sea so more of a business approach on one side and on the other side, more of just, well, how do we take the sport to the next level in terms of branding? But to, to, uh, Luis's point, more teams doesn't make you very viable and sponsorship friendly.
3: Yeah, I mean because then you know even if you do get that, I mean how thin are you going to spread the pie? So that I mean I, you're exactly right. I think a smaller league would be it would allow for more competition if you if you think about it. So you know, but um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I think the WSNSC is in a, in a good position, uh, you know, to you know to be a viable league because they have some heavy hitters in that league too. So you know, it's not just OJ that's at the top. You also got to talk about these teams that they brought in. there. talked about these, you know, the San Diego Surge and the Rebellion. So I mean, all of these teams, they're going to bring the, the you know great competition. Also, so then you, you fuse that with the business minded folks, I, I think it's a great recipe. But I, you know, we'll, we'll we'll go ahead and see. But I have a great I have a great feeling about it. I have a great feeling about right. it going forward. I think people will be happy with
1: it. Alright, so we're looking at the Justice League versus the Avengers for two thousand nineteen. If we can put it in yeah. perspective, I guess. <laughs> there we go, our comic <laughs> stuff. Uh so we'll we'll see we'll see which if Marvel D C Troy. We'll see who comes out on top or Marvel D C. Which brand's gonna be the favorable brand? All right, um, Let's go to Europe, and let's get the recaps going here. Europe and Italy, the CIFAF, uh, the uh, Italian League, uh, it was uh, week two. Lazio United, six. They lose by one point to uh, Pirates, That's Ravenna. And then you had the Serene Milan, 13-0. They win versus the underdog, Bologna. So that was a, a week two there in Italy. You can get the recap of the matchup. On our Facebook page at facebook.com/forward/slash/beauties, you can go there. And it's courtesy of uh, Fideaf News in um, in Italy. So then you go to Australia. The Austrian, I'm sorry, the Austrian League. The Newbie Dragons will be taking on Budapest Wolves this coming week. It is the playoff matchup. It is the the winner will take the Dacia Vikings, champions of last year. It is going to be November 11th this winner this coming week. This winner will take on Dacia Vikings for the championship November 17th. It is a clash of former teams here. Dragons know themselves very well. The Wolves know themselves very well. And then the champions, obviously, it's a three-way monster here in this league, and there are no strangers. So uh, we'll see who goes on top. The newbie may, uh, makes a return to the final if they beat Budapest. And also Budapest would make a return to the final. So both of them kind of eyeing that in terms of the Austrian League. We also have uh, congratulations to the Dragonflies over in Moscow, at the Moscow Cup, they finished second to the Moscow Sherries, who uh, finished with gold. And then uh, in Costa Rica, the Bulldog Flames uh, beat the Goddesses 44-6. to 6. It is uh, week three, I believe, in Costa Rica. And you can get the details there on our Facebook page as well, facebook.com for slash Iron Beauties. And then we go into the uh, congratulations to the Brno Amazons, 32-6. to 6. They take care uh, and defeat the Prague Black Hats once again this year, Rose Bowl Four, and you get all the uh, action highlights. Uh, shout out to um, Lucas Lobart, uh, our network partner out there in Czechos, Repo- mm-hmm. the Czech Republic, and uh, courtesy also of CAFF, which is the uh, Public uh, um, American Football Association. Um, so uh, they uh, share that all with us. So uh, you can go to our Facebook page at Gridiron Beauties and check that out. So um, pretty awesome there. Um, so let's go to Gridiron Queensland, uh, November 3rd, week 12. Gridiron Queensland, the Stingrays, 106-0 to versus the Raptors. Raptors finished the season basically winless. And, Troy, we knew that coming in the Raptors were going to be basically a stepping stone for everybody because you got the Ravens, Stingrays, the Thunder. So it was like a three-way race in the beginning of the season. And here we are, three-way race once again. Thunder beats the Ravens 20 to 20 to zero with no Christy Moran playing in this game, of course, uh, because they, you know, next week they get the tune up for the semifinals and uh, the Ravens basically get a bye week until the finals. So Bayside's ready to rock at this point.
3: Yeah. And that they're typically in it all the time. So, I mean, you know, that's a great franchise over there and you kind of expect that from them. So, you know, I'm not so I'm
1: not surprised about it at all. Yeah, and the Thunder has been playing well the last uh, couple weeks, uh, 20 to 0. So they're going to be clashing with uh Stingrays Thunder. We'll be taking on the semifinals here. Semifinals are going to be November 10th coming up this week and then November 24th Summer Bowl uh 2018 and the Ravens await who will they face, Thunder or Stingrays as well. So there we are. So that usually happens. So, at the Grand Queensland Finals coming up here. Um, so, it's going to be pretty exciting uh, next two weeks of action there. Moran, um, Troy, they keep your, the best running back that the Ravens have, Moran, because this is literally uh, more of a move to where she, she doesn't get injured until the final when she needs to play. So, it's a smart move, I guess, by the coaching staff.
3: Kind of the same thing um, Chicago used to do with Chris Dell Harris, I felt like.
1: Yeah, and why put your superstar at risk like that when you just you know you're already in, you're already in the in the finals, so that's pretty good. Um, let's go yeah. to Gridiron West uh, Blitz. Let's go here. Uh, oh, by the way, we will w- look at this. We will have Salty in the house after all. Salty in the house, Mackenzie Brooks. She she made it. <sighs> Mackenzie, what's going on? Yeah. How was your day? Did you go vote? Uh,
0: I did. I voted.
1: Awesome. Good job, good job, devoted. Um, way better you. experience than your Cowboys last night. That's all I gotta
0: tell you. Oh God, I knew, I knew this was coming. Okay, look,
1: God, but okay. other than that, you know what I mean? Just, it is what it is. It is, it is what it is. You tweeted it out. It is what it is. We, you mentioned it weeks before that, and you and everybody else, Cowboyland, wanted Garrett gone, so or fired. That was the theme pretty much on, on Twitter last night. So. Where We're doing the women's effect. recap right now. No, right. We're doing the women's great recap right now, and then we'll get back to, uh, you know, how you're salty feeling right now. Um, so, we're in Gridiron West uh, over in Australia, Gridiron West, and we got the recap there by uh, the Southern Gazette over in communitynews.com, uh, and that's the uh, highlights of the matchup there. You can go to our Facebook page at Gridiron Beauties. So, the Blitz... Uh, take care of the Curtain Saints, 32 to zero. Very, very good. Um, they keep rolling. So um, after three weeks here, Blitz really doing their thing. And so four and zero. Um, I'm sorry, four weeks. Four and zero is the Blitz Vipers, uh, Rottenham Vipers, really the surprise team of Greater Iron West of 2018 here. Uh, three and one, and they also take care of the West Coast Wolverines, 44 to six. So it looks to me like this is going to be the race for the races as we're going into a couple of weeks here into Grand West. The Saints fall to 1-2, and two, the West Coast Wolverines are 1-2, and two, and the Swansea Titans are 0-3. So, Mackenzie, this is going to be a battle here. Champions, uh, the Blitz, after this is the second year in the league, they obviously want to prove to everybody else that they're the best team in this league. And then Rottenham, brand new squad, somehow, you know, maybe the coaching staff on the Rottenham men's squad's helping really these ladies their game. And so they're very impressive early uh, start here, three and one.
0: You know, I'm, I feel like I should be surprised at that, but I'm not, because kind of like I said last week, you, you know, you got to kind of watch out for the newer the new squads, especially if they've got the veteran experience come, you know, coming into the new squad, you kind of have to watch out for that because, you know, once you get a bunch of veterans together teaching, you know, the first and second year players and coaching staff, magical things can happen. And, you know, this team has clearly showed it.
1: Yeah, and so that's the, the two teams that we got to watch for right now, uh, Blitz, the Champs, and the Vipers in Great Iron West. Uh, you can get highlights on our Facebook page as well at Great Iron Beauty, so check it out there. And uh, Troy, Lexpa, week three highlights if you haven't seen them. Go see him there. Nice video. Week three, uh, Lexa in play in Mexico. So, really a top two. It's kind of like, uh, you know, the WFA and the WNFC technically in this way. So, Lexa pretty awesome there. And then, uh, Troy, the FX Mexico uh, season is also in play. Week three, the Raiders 36-12. to 12. They beat the Lions. Sharks 20-0 against the uh, Gators. Um Courtesy photos of Artex Photo. You can check it out there as well. So the uh, MVP, Week 3 MVPs are on our Facebook page. So, uh, Troy, this is going to be a pretty good race in Mexico. Week 3, go through Week 8. There's a couple teams standing out, Raiders one of them, Sharks another. So uh, it's, it's going to be pretty interesting in the next coming weeks. Who we stands out in the end here uh, as we go towards the, uh, December?
3: Yeah, I mean, so, you know, this is this is what it comes down to. I mean, this is a war of attrition for all of these teams. So, the healthier teams, you know, if they can keep that momentum going, I mean, you know, it's going to be, you know, they can finish out the season strong. So, this is around the time to finish it out, And so, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and keep you guys posted.
1: All right. So, if you guys missed any of the highlights, any of the, uh, the recaps or anything that's happening internationally, uh, we do have uh, results coming up. FX Mexico is going to give us some results. We also are following about two other leagues in Mexico, UFAN, UFFAN, and we also follow WFL, uh, LFB, and all the other leagues. So you always go to the hub at Facebook.com forward slash Great Beauty, stay in the know, understand this is all, everything, women's American football globally. Thanks to our network partners that do an amazing job of supplying us with shared information, posts, and, and press. And uh, we do a great job with that, and we're going strong almost 10 years. And I cannot be more appreciative to everybody that has contributed to us to making us what we are. And uh, we're almost at 6,600 on Facebook, and so literally total we're almost 20,000 strong on social media. And if you haven't used the hashtag #NoJokeFootball, feel free to do it. No joke football because that's what girls do—they play football, and they, their game is no joke. So, use the hashtag on Instagram and on Twitter, no joke football as well. So, Mackenzie, um, a uh, lot of stories also on her Facebook page. Uh, one of those is Kelly Branson, in the news, hotbed in the news. All week, this week and last week, she has been literally featured on everywhere you can think of USA Today, Northern Virginia Mag, um, CNN. So, uh, she's been getting all these accolades, which is uh, awesome for her. And on top of that, Darnsmouth, her program is undefeated. They're seven and zero, so that's even a bonus.
0: Absolutely, anytime you know, anytime you can get great accolades and your team is winning, it's pretty much a perfect week. So I'm glad that she's getting the recognition that she deserves. She's doing such a wonderful thing for women on the on the lower levels, as far as. You know, becoming that big name coach, I'm. Um, I'm excited to see how the how her team does the rest of the season. I really am.
1: Troy, um, you know what? She breaks the ceiling, glass ceiling, first coach, assistant coach, and whatever you want officially on the Dartmouth college team. So that's huge. Troy, are you there. Mackenzie, are
0: you there? I am here.
1: Okay, I don't know if Troy dropped off. Um, I don't. I still see him on my board. Troy, are you there? Oh, he might have dropped off. Um, but no, uh, Mackenzie, let's let's talk Kali Branson here because I think he dropped off on me. Um, let's talk Kali Branson here because that's huge. I mean, to to go there and have the coach be so impressed with you and then give you the uh, offer you the job, and now she's literally a focal point of this uh, college team. It's really impressive. Um, we got Troy back here. let um, see if he's coming back on here. Troy, um, you sat next to Callie at the Divas versus um, Elite. Um, and even then, back then, you know, we've interviewed her several times. And look where she's at now.
3: I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, uh, what were we talking
1: about? No, I was saying uh, about Callie Branson. You know, Callie of the Divas, how uh, she's getting all this press the last couple weeks here, and then her team's undefeated in, in college. And you've sat next to her, and you've talked to her, and we've interviewed her in the past. So it's a, it's a great feel story for her and a great moment for her, and also the fact that she's accomplished this at a university like that, and then they're undefeated right now.
3: Yeah, yeah I mean, so, I mean, that that's, that's what what you call, you know, setting the precedent. So you can knock off all of the, you know, can they coach a man, you know, uh, or men's football at, at a high level? We've proven that already. So I just think, really, man, that's that's really setting it off for women getting in the coaching and being more prominent in a lot of these, um, uh, in a lot of these programs, and also in the NFL as well. I think that's just a great thing.
1: Yeah, and uh, you you know her. You sat next to her, and she she always. Came across as, hey, I got to get it done. You know, she's had in, in the past, she's she couldn't play, she couldn't do this, and then finally she got onto the divas. She, you know, all star in the divas, champion in the WFA, Team USA champion. So uh, just you know, a lot of laboring, and the reward is right there, and she's proven it, and obviously the results are there as well with the team doing so well. You still you, there, you Yeah, I can hear you. I thing it's in and out. Uh, are you in a uh, – probably in a dead zone. It happens to me all the time with the cell phone. So, um, so Mackenzie, uh, let's just move on to uh, the matchups that was on. So, Cowboys, I mean, you were you were literally on fire on, on Twitter just with the Cowboy Nation yesterday. Just the fact that, you know, you could have won uh, the game it, stay in contention with Tennessee, but it just seems like the game planning was just not all there.
0: And, see, and kind of like I said yesterday on Twitter, you know, you can't place all the blame on Dak. That's what everybody wants to do. Is Everybody wants to place all the blame on Dak. Dak takes direction from Jason Garrett, who is a terrible coach. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I've wanted Jason Garrett gone for like three or four years even before Dak had gotten there. Jason Garrett's like Jeff
1: Fisher, what the Rams had. It's getting stale and old, and you're not making any real – I mean, the fact that you can't – the fact that you don't even play Elliott in the fourth quarter, that's a problem. How do you not play your best back in the fourth quarter? Just ridiculous.
0: It kind of reminded me of – that Super Bowl when uh, they didn't give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. That's kind of how nice. I felt at that point in time, not playing Ezekiel Elliott. Like, why? Like, I just want to know what was going through Jason Garrett and Scott Linehan's mind that you're not going to play Ezekiel Elliott. Like, for what?
1: Yeah. Troy, Linehan's been a knucklehead ever since. He was with the Rams and the Detroit He's never really been that great, and so you pair him up with Garrett, and I think they're only they're only saving grace is Jones. They haven't Jones doesn't have the nads to fire him. Well,
3: I, I don't know. I mean, when you're when your owner he wants to be all in the having press conferences and his own shows. And I mean, it, look, it's his team and all of that, so. It's rarely Garrett that's coming out explaining what's going on. It's Jerry that's coming out doing it. I, I got a problem with that. I mean, to me, it's dysfunctional. I just think owners should you know, do ownership stuff, and then coaches should manage the team. But, you know, Garrett doesn't get a chance to manage the team. And I'm not saying he's without fault here. Not at all. But I just think that's, that just doesn't matter. And also, then, you know, Jerry Jones wants to be the GM off. All- I just think as long as they have that formula, you're going to keep getting the same result. But Jerry is too stubborn, and he loves the Cowboys way too much to let it go. I mean, that's just his thing. So, I mean, he he loves that team, but I just think really he gets in the way of a lot of stuff that goes on there.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's just, there's just got to be a change in the guard. Either the coaching needs to go or something needs to change because uh, this coming next week, they're gonna get. They're gonna face. You know, a team. And I don't think they're gonna get a win next week. I think next week, uh, Mackenzie, you guys get. Um, let me see my notes here. It's probably, oh, you get Philly. <laughs> Philly we play the Eagles yeah. on
0: Sunday.
1: Yeah, beat probably Philly. not gonna be a good result if they're playing what, how, the way they're playing right now. To your point, they're gonna beat the Eagles. You think so? I'm calling right. Oh yeah, you're calling yeah. it
3: really. Yep, yeah. they're you're gonna surprise. I think the, the thing is, is that that's a division matchup. So, on paper, yeah, you want to say it's the Eagles, the division champs. They're getting the right in the ship. But, listen, Dallas knows that team. And Dallas is right now is pissed off. I mean, everybody's writing them off. You got people you know, saying that people jobs, that people's jobs are online. This is a heated rivalry. So, it's not like Dallas doesn't know this team. And they also know Dallas also. So, Dallas is the more desperate team. I think Dallas wins this game.
1: Well, if they keep with Elliott and normal balance attack, I I would agree with you, but if they stay one-sided with trying to air the ball to Cooper and Hearns and all that, I think they lose out.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think they were kind of wanting to throw it just to see how that passing game was going to mesh. You know, they got the toy, they want to take it out for a spin type of thing. So, you know, I just think they wanted to see how Amari Cooper was going to help them going forward, and that's why they tried to throw it a little bit more. But I think they'll get back to giving the ball to Elliott. He's your best weapon. If Dak could just learn to take to take the check down a little bit more, I think it will be fine. But he wants to he wants to prove that he's a passer and so he's trying to he does try to fit the ball in sometimes and it doesn't come out with a great result. So I just think if he takes the check down, if he runs when he needs to and just becomes more efficient and just take that role. I think they would actually win more games. But I think he's trying to do a little bit too much. You know, kind of do what Russell Wilson did his, his rookie year and, and kind of learn that way until you, you know, get up to snuff. So I just think that they're using them wrong, and maybe that is a bit, a bit of coach. But I just think they could get more out of that team mm-hmm. with the talent that they have on there. But also that the offensive line—they have injuries also. But they have talent, so I think they can get like the ship. They just got yeah. to get a better coaching.
1: Yeah. Mackenzie, um, you know what? That's gonna be one of those years where I felt those years with the Rams when Fisher was in there. It just seems like it's frustrating, so frustrating. So much talent and then just not at putting this it together. Point,
0: I have to agree with you. Just I mean, it's like one year we don't have the talent but we're doing pretty good. Then we have the talent and our coaching sucks. I just I really yeah. need the Cowboys to find the balance. I also need someone yep. to buy the team from Jerry Jones.
1: I doubt that's I'm gonna happen
0: him
1: too. until he dies. I
0: know.
1: Until he passes <laughs> away, it's not gonna happen. I can just I can tell you that right now, it's not gonna happen. Um, Mackenzie, what are we? Uh, we were talking about NFL Monday Night. So, what do you say of the Niner resurgence? They beat down. Uh, they get the beat down on the on the cross rivals, uh, uh, Raiders. Now this week they get on the G men. So it's Mullins and Manning. Uh, I am thinking. Uh, I'm a Ram fan, so I'm not going for San Francisco. By the way, sorry, Holly. But uh, I'm taking the G-man to get the, the win here, hopefully.
0: I'm hoping the Giants get a win because I love me some Saquon Barkley, to be honest. I'm really hoping they can pull it off. I just don't quite see it only because Nick Williams threw for four touchdowns on his very first uh, career, NFL career start. That, And if George Kittle is as on fire as, as he's been, I don't foresee their defense stopping the two of them.
1: I just don't. So you taking Frisco because I can tell you right now, yeah, the I'm weekend in Northern California. Yeah, the weekend in Northern California is going to be pointing fingers at the other side of the bay because if they get a second win here with this new quarterback, now they're <laughs> so they're literally laughing at the Raiders because the Raiders take on Chargers and I just don't think the Raiders have mu- enough to muster with the Chargers. But we'll see. Mackenzie, um, what's Carolina Pittsburgh for you? Because we we kind of talked about it. I think the Steelers squeeze one out. Uh, I think Carolina is playing good ball, but I think the running game for Pittsburgh maybe be the key here. Uh,
0: it's basically James James Conner against Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton. Um, I'm gonna have to go Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I just feel like he's a little bit more of a dynamic player in general than James Conner. Now granted James Conner has been as dynamic as he's been since being handed the keys as the starting running back for Pittsburgh, but I just I just feel like Christian McCaffrey is gonna have a breakout game. I don't know why I feel like that, but I feel like it's gonna happen. And it's gonna it's gonna be kinda like a middle scoring game. It's gonna be like lower lower mid twenties, maybe lower thirties. Not it's not gonna be like Forties, fifties,
3: or anything like that.
1: All right. So, um, Troy, it bothers me um, it, it, it go ahead.
3: Bothers me that you don't use Christian McCaffrey more. I, I don't understand yeah. how you have. I agree. Kind of a I agree. You don't put the ball in his pains as much as you can. I don't understand. Somebody has to figure that one out because I would. I would try to get the ball to him at least twenty, twenty times a game. Whether it be running the ball and receiving, and you know, I just think maybe even more than that, because he's just a, a weapon. nobody can no linebacker can cover him. So if you put him in in a formation that makes the linebacker have to have to guard him one on oh, my God! There's no linebacker in the NFL that can cover him. None. Yeah. He's
1: just that much they're making a mistake. They're making a mistake there. I mean, they could use him as a girly mode as well, and he's got that potential. So yeah, I I agree with you. all right so uh mackenzie uh pretty much n f l we talked about already uh, college football any key games that we need to be watching for this weekend? I know troy has uh his favorites uh any any college uh, that we should be watching with popcorn and all that this week
0: hmm, popcorn games that's a good one oof I know there was a there was a lot last week. um let me check my notes really quick here. Obviously, any game Iowa plays, I'm going to tell you, you should watch with popcorn.
3: Um,
0: and actually, yeah, well, Iowa and Northwestern, now that I think about it, Iowa is back at home with Northwestern coming to Kinnick Stadium. Um, I was unfortunately coming off another loss. Um, I don't quite know why we lost two in a row. Um, and I really don't feel like getting into it because I'm sick of being salty, to be completely honest with you. But
1: you gotta give um, credit. Purdue say, did, did did contribute to a field goal, so I guess that's a win or something.
0: Oh, absolutely, no. And I like I can't take credit away from Purdue. And and the thing that got Iowa was Iowa was point hungry. They got point greedy. Going after all those yeah. two point conversions, you should have should have been kicking the extra point, And then once you finally went up, you would have essentially you would have won the game by one point.
1: Yep, agreed.
0: Also, see we got a Penn State um, or Wisconsin at Penn State. That'll be an interesting one. They're both six and three. Trace McSorley um, versus Jake Cohn, I believe his name is the backup for Wisconsin. Alex Hornibrook is still out with a concussion or in concussion protocol, I should say.
1: So that's another game. What's the third game that we're going to be? We should be watching.
0: Ohio State and Michigan State. Ohio State is at Michigan State. Um, Ohio State had trouble with Nebraska last week. Of all teams, they had trouble with Nebraska. I had Nebraska with the upset, and then Dwayne Haskins, just they just kind of pulled away with it. But the fact that they had trouble, they, like, they literally struggled one that game last week, throws up a huge red flag for the Spartans because this is now two games two games that Ohio State has been exposed. So, I'm interested to see if uh, Michigan State can pull up the upset.
1: Uh, Troy, Michigan's a 6-0 and right now. That's one of the games you're going to be watching because it's your team. Uh, what's another game that we should be watching, uh, or two more games that, for popcorn reasons?
3: Alabama Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. I think Mississippi State right now is quietly... Climbing up the ranks, and you know they're starting to make a little bit of noise. And you know, Fitzgerald is a dual-threat quarterback. Um, he's leading the team in rushing. They're also leading, uh, you know, and of course, in, in, in passing. And they don't pass the ball that much. But over the years, the teams that have beaten Alabama are teams with mobile quarterbacks. I uh, remember uh, Johnny Manziel. Um, uh, and even this year where Kellen Mond for uh, Texas A&M, I think he gave Alabama their toughest test uh, on the defense that they have. So, if Nick Fitzgerald can, you know, be, be a little bit aggressive, take some chances every now and then, and also be, you know, uh, still run the ball just as, as he has all year, but still take care of the football a little bit, I think they have a chance to win. I think they have a chance to win. So... um they have to go they have to do this in Tuscaloosa, that's a tough matchup, though. Um, but I think that's gonna be a good good matchup to see. Uh, the other matchup I, I like, um, I talked earlier about Clemson and Boston College. So that matchup is you know, Boston College is one of those teams where they're also sneaking around. And, you know, they've quietly built up a nice resume and in a week A C C division. Um, you know, they have a chance to, you know, take their chance. you got A.J. Dillon, who most believe is going to be a top five pick in the NFL. Big running back, big strong guy. He's going against that Clemson defensive line. That's going to be a tough matchup that you want to keep an eye on. How are both of those teams going to equip themselves? So, I'm definitely taking a look at that one. Um, and the final game that I wanted to talk about was that. So, this week is Oklahoma State against Oklahoma. These teams flat out do not like each other at all. So this is one of those rivalry games that you really want to pay attention to because it just takes it up the not it just takes it up a notch. Because there's a little bit of hate on that side, even though they do respect each other. So this is just gonna be a great matchup. You got, you know, two explosive offenses. Um and again, you know, these teams just don't like each other. I definitely wanna tune in for that matchup. Um, it's going to be on 330, so take a look at that game. It's going to
1: be great. All right, so two games to watch for there um, by both um, Salty McKenzie Brooks here and Troy Wilton, our college football guru. Um, so, you guys, it's, just, it's going to be a w- great weekend. NFL-wise, it's going to be pretty awesome, too. Uh, there's, you know, we were joking, McKenzie, on the, uh, on the NFL slate because it's just kind of a weak slate anyways. I mean, unless you're watching, you know, Jacksonville against Indianapolis or something like that because you're a hardcore Indianapolis fan. But uh, other than that, and then you got what? You got Jets and Dolphins if you're interested in that matchup as well. So it's going to be an awesome weekend for diehard fans, the fans that obviously uh, are loyal to their clubs as well. So it's going to be a pretty awesome weekend there. Um, Chicago-Detroit is going to be a, a pretty good, interesting matchup that we talked about. And um, the Chiefs get – Beaten down in Arizona, it's going to be pretty interesting to see if that happens or if they get surprised. But the overall, the NFL slate is going to be pretty nice. So Carolina versus Pittsburgh on Thursday night to kick it off. Sunday night football, uh, Mackenzie's Cowboys taking on Philadelphia Eagles, and then Monday night football, uh, the G-men taking on the 49ers and the uh, new explosive quarterback Mullins. So it's pretty good three three matchups there. And we'll be on Twitter. Uh, Salty's be on Twitter. Troy's on Twitter as well. So we'll be on Twitter pretty much Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. So you can follow Troy Wilson at Wilson underscore one. And then, Mackenzie, what's your handle?
0: My handle is MackieT75.
1: MackieT75. And if you want salty uh, information on Cowboys or anything else on, uh, what is it, Sunday night, you better be there. Because she'll have plenty to talk about. On Sunday night, absolutely. depending on the game, depending on the game. So uh, hopefully Cowboys can pull it off, as Troy says, Uh, maybe get, you know, their anger taken on on Philadelphia, but Wentz and company, uh, I think they are probably up for the challenge. So, but it's a great division, NFC East division game because of the standings. So that's going to be crucial as well. Washington taking on Tampa Bay. That's going to be key right there. And my Rams uh, taking on Seattle clash of the Northwest. So that I'm going to be, right down down south and taking a look at it, so uh, it's going to be pretty interesting, so um, I don't know, I think we got everything taken care of uh, we had no guests on this week so hopefully next week uh, I got a, a bunch of people lined up so hopefully they'll commit and they'll come on and talk about what's going on in the women's game as well, but other than that we had a great show, thanks for coming in Mackenzie I, I, I thought you said you weren't coming in, but I could have sworn that your, your message was that you weren't going to make it today, but Thank God you made it.
0: I got your back. I was able to to get in. Like I said, I wasn't sure I was going to get in, um, but I was ma- miraculously able to, you know, throw some salt on today's show.
1: Yeah, don't worry, because you're one of our you're one of the favorites, just like Tori is. So uh, everybody loves to have you on. So the the week you're not on, probably sad faces and unhappy faces. But pretty good that you came on. No big deal. Um, Holly's not with us this week and Holly's Niners are going to be front and center on Monday night football, taking on uh, the G-man and I'm pretty sure she's going to be excited for Mullins to do his thing in another week, take care of Manning and company. And then, uh, Louise is with you salty. So she's probably going to be glued on to the Dallas, Philadelphia matchup. Cause she's a Cowboys fan too. So both of you guys are going to be right there, uh, with that. So it's a, been a great week. I hope everybody voted uh, episode two, four, seven. was our. Um, basically election day edition of the gridiron blitz and so if you haven't voted you still have time in certain uh, areas like out here in california where it's about 7 30 you still have about an hour or so in certain uh poll places i don't know how it works out there on the east coast but if you haven't voted go ahead and vote and if you haven't mailed in your ballot uh, obviously it's the last day to do it so take out and uh, exercise your right and go vote and it's important to do it and make sure you read up and take your time as well so, uh, all of us voted, so I don't know if whoever's listening to us, if you haven't voted, you better you know, be heading out to vote. All right. Um, so, Troy, uh, Mackenzie, we're out of here. I think it's pretty much done. I don't have anything else to – unless you guys want to add anything else.
0: The Hawkeyes better
3: win on Saturday. I'm going to be hot.
1: Oh, Does my go God, blue? no way.
3: Blue, Michigan has a – business trip in Rutgers this weekend. You know, going to go in, take in the sights, go to New York City a little bit. It's close by. And, you know, get in the Rutgers and take care of business and get back home. So, can't wait to get this season down to the Buckeyes game. I'm just chopping it a bit. Hopefully Michigan stays in their position or moves up. So, looking forward to Michigan finishing out the season strong for Joe, John Harbaugh.
1: Yeah, my neighbor said the same thing to me, uh, but in the opposite, uh, opposite way, Troy. He said you're going to lose this week again. I said sure. And the, Bru- the Bruins are going south. We're good. So I'm 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 already reserved for that. Another loss. Hey, hope. hopefully
3: the things will be looking up over recruiting for those guys. I mean Kelly can he can recruit.
1: Well, we'll see. But it hasn't been well taken. Um, but I'm more excited for my Lakers and uh, my Kings are just are in the pits. We fired our coach finally, Troy. So that was a good move, I guess, in a way get rid of the coach, so it worked out.
3: Revolving door in the NHL, you see coaches get fired all the time in the NHL. I mean, that's just, I don't know how important these guys are. Maybe they aren't that important. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? I, I always see NHL coaches get fired, and I can never figure out. They just put them in another the guy uh, that used to play there. Uh, you see that all the time so, in the NHL. So. Roy, uh,
1: it's, called a back, it's called a backstabbing in environment. That's what I've been told. It's called. Yeah. <laughs> one, one guy, One the interim The interim tag in the NHL is considered the stab in the back. That's what oh, it's considered. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, you, you're no longer welcome in the building. <laughs> Your it's assistant it's now it. runs the team. That's literally welcome, welcoming goes. It's sad, but it's the way it is. It's a revolving door more so than any other sport. You, I agree with you. Oh man. Go Caps, I guess.
3: Oh yeah. They, I mean, they're, they're still strong right now. So I mean, they they taking a couple L's, and you know, they I think they do miss Barry Trotz a little bit. Uh you know, getting these guys managed up, but you know what they're they're still in second place right now, and only two points out. I like that I mean, I like their chances going forward. so I mean they still can they still look like a viable team, and as long as great eight is out there, these guys got a great chance. I can't wait till we here's get the vibe.
1: Back. here's my just vibe just like in Oakland down, my my kings are that bad, just like at the Raiders, that's how the kings are right now, just in disarray. Which is not good. So, but anyways, I mean,
0: at least y'all have um, one team in y'all have one team in Oakland. That's good, though.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> the Golden State That's a,
3: that's
1: a, yeah. that's an that's an opinion for another time because it, I'm a Laker fan. So I I will give them respect, but I don't know about. it.
0: Don't worry, LeBron James is supposed to win you guys a championship this year Yeah,
1: and Jesus is supposed to come soon That's what I hear, not gonna happen (laughs) Not gonna happen, that's just what I'm saying Oh my god, but good, it's it's a positive vibe, right? So we gotta have a positive vibe That's all I'm saying (laughs) All right. um I'm being real, Mackenzie. You think we're going to take on Curry and company? It's not going to happen. The West is so brutal. I
0: mean, you guys are not going to beat my Warriors. I'll tell you that. So, well, no, so that's what
1: I I'm talking about. I, I am being a true basketball fan. I mean, I'm a, I'm a diehard Lakers fan, but it's just not there. Roster-wise, it's not there. Are you telling me Br- uh, Ingram and Kuzma and, and LeBron and Rondo going to match up with Durant, Curry, and company? No, not going to.
0: Oh absolutely That's gonna happen. No one's beating my Golden State Warriors this year, I'll tell you that. We'll go for a three
1: No. They are they are scary good. And they have been scary good for a long time. And they and then you had Boogeyman? Well he hasn't even shown up. <laughs> Wait until he shows up. That's gonna be brutal for everybody else on the West. Brutal. Uh yeah. Anyways, um we got off track. It was supposed to be a football show. Anyways, no big Um but you know, you know how that goes. Um, but, no, I'm, I'm like right now, I'm the only hopeful thing I have is my Rams. So, Troy uh, over here, he's all happy, joy, because, you know, his team's the world champ. So, but that's the only, the only you know, team I got is the Rams pretty much. He's a bandwagoner. He, two, two no, of he's not.
3: He's,
1: he's been guys, diehard since day one.
3: The Caps and the Red Sox. I got two teams. There we go. You definitely don't lie. to qu- Don't
0: lie to yourself.
1: Come on.
3: About to get the NFC East Championship. I'll take that. About to get the championship. I'll take that. Y'all gonna Boy. get a swift kick in the butt.
0: Y'all gonna live. Oh it. my god. <laughs> oh my
1: god. Hey, you know what? We can't end it on we can't end it on violence, but we can't end it on just slapping each other around. That's <laughs> my grandmother would say. <laughs> Laugh yourself around uh, Listen here, boy, that's what my grandma used to say But uh, it's a good sign <laughs> to wake up Oh, boy Now, uh, Mackenzie, I mean, you know As anybody else knows uh, You know, we gotta be real So Golden State's just too good And the West, LeBron coming to the West You know it, everybody knows it Not gonna be a factor It's so brutal He owned the East because it was a steamroll He could get by everybody not going to happen. And the as a Laker fan, is, I'm glad think, we got him. I think he elevates to another level for us, but it's not the answer. I, that's what I'm saying.
0: I mean, I I see the Lakers going to the uh, Western Conference semifinals. I don't see them going anywhere further.
1: If we make the playoffs, it would be nice for year one of LeBron. That's all I'm looking for is the playoffs. Just if we make the eighth seed and get bounced off in the first round, that's going to be bad. That's a good stepping stone. But, you know, you are already we already pointed out the best team in the West is Golden State, and it's brutal in the West. You know that. If you don't have a, a true center, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to compete. I mean, McGee's good, but he came from the Warriors. That's the reason he's good. It's <laughs> not because of else. So we're, we we got to build on stuff, so we're good. Um... So, guys, that's it. I think that's all I had. Um, if you guys want to check out our stuff, it's at facebook.com, Grand Beauties. Uh, on Twitter, you can check us out on Twitter, Grand Beauty, and you can always go to uh, each individual handle there. And we hang out on uh, Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night. So join us there. And then you can also follow uh, Troy Wilson, uh, Troy Wilson underscore one. And then Mac, what was your handle again? I can't remember your, your handle for the life of me. T75. There you go. I'm going to write it down my notes right now. Mackie T-75, Mackie T-75. There you go. So uh, if you want to get salty, it's Mackie T-75. That's where you go because she's all all over it. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm out. Um, Had a great week so far. My wife's back in good standing. Everything's good. So rehabbing, as they say. And uh, so for the absent Holly Custis, and Louise Bean for Mackenzie Brooks and Troy Wilson. Oscar Lopez saying, We're out of here. Uh, we'll catch you here next week on the Gridiron Blitz right here on Block Talk Radio. Tune in and uh, Apple Podcasts and as well on Player FM now. Have a great night, everybody.